0: What to wear and how ride. Okay. Um
1: we ready, Spike? We are history podcast. Take one, we're in <laughs> cyclists.
0: Birds and bikes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so tired. Okay,
1: this is gonna pretend to be the actual start of this podcast. <laughs> Welcome to We Are History, the history podcast uh, that reads the books that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we read the history books so you don't have to.
1: <laughs> Welcome to We Are History, the almost serious history podcast with me, John O'Farrell, and um, me,
0: Angela Barnes.
1: And we are finding quirky little bits of history that interest us, little things you may not have read about, things you do know about, want to hear more about. Anyway, for the next forty or so minutes, what are we going to be talking about today, Angela?
0: Well, today we're going to be talking about. Well, I'll, I'll tell you the title I've got on my notes here. Right. Um, for today's episode, it's cycling for women: a moral outrage.
1: Did you abbreviate um, that at all? Uh, bikes and birds. Bikes and birds bikes today. Bikes and
0: birds is what we go with today. <laughs> uh, so I should give a bit of background. It's a little bit different to other stuff we've done on the podcast. Yes. In that we usually pick a moment from history. With a bit of story to uh, it. With a bit of story to it uh, yeah. and talk about it. Um, but I wanted to do this one because I, I was reading a book. Um, a really good book actually called Nothing to Envy um, and oh I've read that
1: book it's about it. it's North Korea about North Korea it's brilliant everyone read it
0: it's really good um, yeah. there, was, there was a section in it where um, one of the uh, people who used to live in North Korea she was talking about riding her bicycle right. um, through Pyongyang in the 1990s wow and how uh, people would shout at her call her the worst swear words you can imagine wow. throw things at her to try and knock her off her bike because women weren't allowed to ride bikes wow and I thought it was quite interesting because in North Korea, one of the things you can say about North Korea is, in terms of gender, yes, it's quite a lot of you know they're equally sort of oppressed, oppressed, yes. Um, but women are expected not. to work as much as men. Right. Women are expected to provide cycle. as much as men. But yet this strange sort of hangover of something that's unladylike. Wow. Stuck and um, and in fact, it was illegal to for women to ride bikes in North Korea until twenty twelve. Wow. Um so that was the first thing that just piqued my interest a little bit and then i was watching an episode of QI okay and um we, uh, and they were talking about um women and cycling and women's dress particularly yes. for cycling on there. and um and i thought oh that's interesting cause it just happened to be the next day i was it was an old QI with Stephen Fry the yes. gold or whatever it is yeah you know. and um and i thought oh this is this is the world telling me to sort of have a little read about this and right. see What's good? And, um, and I started reading, and I, then I contacted you, John, and said, I want to do an episode about yes. the history of women and cycling.
1: Oh, God, here she goes again. She's oh, nice. It's not on a high on horse, a- it's a high bicycle. <laughs> uh, so we're doing another feminist podcast, are we, Angela?
0: Yes, we bloody well are. Well, right, right, if you say so.
1: Um, you're going to lead on this one, aren't you? Because normally I, I go on about... I oh, will, because
0: we, we don't want you mansplaining women and bicycles to us, <laughs> do we, John? <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> um,
1: no, I have read um, a book called Bikes and Bloomers by Kat Jung-Nickel, Um uh, and some other Victoria. I've read
0: uh, Wheels of Change by Sue Macy, which is um, largely an American book, but okay. really interesting about, um, well, we'll come on to how important bikes were for, yeah, for women. But that sort of same syndrome seemed to happen on both sides of the Atlantic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, lots of stuff was going. Well, I think if we start at the beginning.
1: Okay. Right, uh, a very good start. place to start. Oh,
0: God, I can't speak. Oh, Julie Andrews. God She's bless great. It.
1: She was on a bicycle.
0: In Mary Poppins?
1: No, in uh, Sound of Music. They're me. They're all cycling Did around, she, aren't they? Did
0: w- ride a bicycle in Mary Poppins?
1: Uh, no, in Sound of Music. Yeah, but I mean, they're not. you know, she could do both, John. I don't it's remember very She floated through the sky in Mary yeah, she didn't Poppins. She did need a bike, did she, Mary Poppins? We could do another episode of women floating through the air with umbrellas <laughs> and how that was frowned upon. How,
0: how the floating umbrella emancipated women. Um, anyway, <laughs> so to start, so the bike was, um, well, there's lots of sort of discussion about when the bike was actually invented. and right. Some people think that contemporaries of Leonardo da Vinci were drawing prototypes of bikes and things. Um, but the first sort of version of a modern-day bicycle uh, was invented in 1817 uh, by a German no, called...
1: No, 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 it can't be a German.
0: Must have been a <laughs>
1: <Yeah. Must> have... <laughs> oh, uh, oh, don't worry, uh, John. a uh, Norman bicycle. We it did was... <laughs> what
0: Brits do. We took their idea okay. and we made it better. Good, thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so it was 1817, a German called Baron Karl von Drey, Dreis okay. Dreyas, him anyway. The bike was called a Laufmaschine. Which means running machine. I thought you were going to say laugh machine yeah. there. My bike, my bike would be a laugh
1: machine. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Running machine, okay. Didn't they, they, could, they would have thought they could have had a longer compound noun for it, like the, you know, a really yeah. long word that means two wheel thing that you. That ride you along sit on and sit ride, ride on? And yeah. I like
0: I like running machines. It's a very sort of Fred Flintstone approach to locomotion. Oh, so it was like a sort of hobby horse. Thing. So you <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah, had your feet kind of. From what I can make out, it wasn't a pedal and pulley sort of no. system. It was you okay. had wheels, but your your feet. Yeah propelled think, you on the
1: ground. I think when I was a kid, I had the Lady Bird history of the bicycle. Right. And I think they talked about dandies. Riding, dandy horse. Riding it, these, it was
0: called the dandy horse or the hobby horse. Yes.
1: And they would parade around the parks of London. And
0: Oh and yeah. That. It was very much, it wasn't a tool for transport. It was no. a tool for showing off what you could afford to buy.
1: It's a bit uh, like those scooters in London.
0: Well, now. this was, I mean, the first reported ride yes. um, in in on June the 12th, 1817, Um, old uh, Baron Carl von Drace, he took his, his new machine out for a little spin, and uh, reported to be able to cover eight miles in an hour, okay. uh, which is a goal, of course, only Southern Rail can dream of. <laughs> oh, uh, <put> <laughs> sh- back of sh- the nail. Got it. Uh, it was made of wood. <laughs> yep. The Laugh machine made of wood, weighed 48 pounds. Wow. That's what, like about that. three and a half stone. That's insane. Big yeah. Labrador. Weed, wow, yeah. Weighed a
1: Big Labrador. Big
0: Labrador. Uh, so that's a pretty hefty old bit of kit. Yeah. And and then from sort of between 1817 and uh, sort of mid-1800s, uh, lots of copies of this yes. were made. And eventually, exactly what you predicted happened would happen. A, a British cartwright called Dennis Johnson, um, he made a version uh, which was the one that was fashionable with, you know, your fops and your dandies. Right. Uh, John Keats referred to it as the nothing of the day.
1: Okay, that's Settle. that's a, bit, a little bit of satire there, John.
0: Yeah, eh? And then... My name's
1: John Keats. Good night.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> if only it were that easy. Uh, then in 1863, uh, it was a Frenchman. Sorry, John, but it was. Yeah. Uh, a French metal worker. He went, there's something better I can do with this.
1: Ah, make it metal. Hello. Hello. What can I
0: do? And he added rotary cranks and pedals.
1: Ah, well done, France. Right, so
0: no more running along the ground. You've yeah. got pedals now. Um, and so that was the first pedal-operated bicycle, like we understand today, and right. then there were lots of different types of this then developed. You had your bone shaker. And of course they were called a bone shaker because they had iron wheels, right? They didn't have tires. Of course. Yeah. So um, you know, pretty bumpy. Yeah, pretty, that must have been
1: um, really it's yeah.
0: Yeah. Um it's like when and, you get a
1: puncture and you decide to cycle home anyway. And yeah. It's like, oh no, this is killing me. Yeah. yeah that's how it I ruined my entire wheel and bicycle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And then in the 1870s, you have the Penny Farthing. uh, and The Penny Farthing um, could go faster. That's why they, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, John. I don't know if you knew this about me. You would look
1: at that and go, that's not a good design. It doesn't look streamlined, does it? It doesn't look very
0: sort of, you know, you can't imagine that doing the Tour de France. (laughs) No, they should do it. (laughs) The Penny Farthing Tour de France would be a good idea. So yeah, in the 1860s, Mm-hmm. That's when women started getting involved in cycling, but with men. Okay. It was a sort of companion. It's a thing you did with your other half. Daisy, Daisy. Daisy, Daisy. Well, this is before the invention of the tandem. Okay. But it is, uh, you would go out with your dandy and his bike, I guess. And okay. you would take turns and it would be a lovely thing that you'd do together oh, on brilliant. a Sunday afternoon. Romantic. Um, and it just allowed men and women to develop ways of socializing together without right. any of that naughty stuff okay. going on. Um, but up until the 1880s, like a good couple of decades later, women were dependent on men in order to to um, uh, participate. And and for the men, it was seen if they had a female, uh, I was say accomplice. That makes it sound oh, like yes. they're about to do a crime. What's the word I mean? Partner, companion. Person, companion. Thank yeah. you. That's the word I want. Um, then a female companion with them it increased their manliness. Okay. So I think on their own they're a bit of a dandy, bit of a fox. Oh, they had a woman with them. Then they so the, were.
1: But the women were learning to ride bikes here or just astraddle straddle a, bikes and scoot uh, along? I think they would
0: just sort of astride them right, in okay. the, however they could with their skirts okay. and things. But this all changed. Um, oh, no, well, there were, there were some sort of modifications that were made to bikes at that point. Yes. Um, so the old bone shakers, somebody came up with a bone shaker um, that, had both pedals on the left hand side. That sounds like a good idea. So a basic
1: floor and design there, I'd say. I well, oh, like that so, so women could sit side saddle?
0: So women could sit side oh saddle. My God, okay. um, but I don't think it was particularly easy to pedal. I bet it was. And then they came up with a, a tricycle design, yep. um, which were much easier. Obviously, yeah. to ride, especially with all your skirts, yes, and you didn't have to hike your head I mean, your that's leg over. Yeah, something
1: that's something we should say here that they the, the idea of women wearing trousers was just completely oh, un, unheard of. Absolutely,
0: absolutely not. You never
1: happen. saw that women had two legs.
0: Um, but in the late eighteen seventies, these pedal driven tricycles became quite popular, uh, particularly with wealthy women. Queen Victoria ordered a couple. Did she? She didn't really use them, but she ordered two. Um, and then James Starley, a little. British innovator, he came along and he introduced something called the Salvo Sociable, okay. uh, which was a two-seater tricycle for couples. Aww.
1: Isn't that lovely? That sounds like the sort of thing you'd go around the front of Magaloof. And it, these,
0: it does, <laughs> is not it? Oi, <Oy>, oi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: got me it's Salvo light, Sociable. With, with fairy lights flashing on yeah. and off and music booming out the back. <laughs> like.
0: And then the tandem came along in 1888. And that's so days, that's, that's Daisy Daisy. That's Daisy Daisy, right. okay. Give me your answer, do
1: So women still only cycling with uh, men sort of, you know, uh, um, in control, I suppose.
0: Pretty much. Uh, But in the 1880s, a sort of revolution happened in the... Revolution, I see what you did there. Oh, hello. (laughs) Not even on purpose. Look at that, I'm just naturally clever. Uh, So it was called the safety bicycle. Yes. I'm not sure what made it
1: safer. I think it's the diamond frame that we're familiar with now.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. In fact, it is because... um, So this is where women... Started getting more involved in okay. cycling and actually cycling themselves in 1888. So it was a Mrs. W. E. Smith of Washington D.C. Yes, we've got a lot to thank her for, right. us ladies, um, because her husband got himself a, a safety bicycle with the yes. diamond frame yep. that we're used to. Um, but she couldn't get on it because of her skirts. Right, of course, right, bit of a problem. Um, so her husband, being a progressive chap and a nice chap, he um, invented the drop frame. Ah, that for we know now so The ladies' bicycle. A, he was the person who – and that's obviously the yeah. ladies' bike we still
1: – That basic design, design we, still we have today. today.
0: Um, and so this meant that it stopped being – the safety bike meant it stopped being just a plaything and a toy yeah. for dandies. It became yeah. a useful thing. Now, they, that they were safer to ride and easier to propel and all of those things meant that they were a mode of transport rather than just a – Toy to show off Right Um, And in the late 19th century um, That's when women were like Hang on a minute
1: 1890s I think we're talking now 1890s 1880s, 1890s We're
0: getting up to now Um,
1: And suddenly women See an opportunity here For for freedom For freedom To be able
0: to get somewhere So we always focus on
1: The vote and suffrage Yeah But in terms of actual logistics And the practical um, Power to move from space to space without yeah. men. this so was we take so for granted. We take, so take for granted. But this was actually, so there's a, there was a great quote that I think you drew my attention to, that the uh, the, the bicycle did more to liberate women than than any other single factor. Yeah. Uh, that women were suddenly able to be masters of their own transport uh, agendas, really, where they wanted to go and when, how, how long they wanted to spend out. You know, they weren't dependent on, you know, Buses controlled by men, or horse yeah. carriage,
0: or even horses, and you yeah. know, your your, yeah. uh, you know, you had to get your horse prepared by a stable yes. boy, or you had to.
1: I mean, it should be said most people didn't have horses. We're talking about only no. have, you have to be pretty rich to have a oh, stable yeah. and that stuff. So the bicycle was a cheaper thing. Uh, yeah. We're still talking it's middle still, class still, women. We're
0: talking middle class women. We're because talking the, quite wealthy women because
1: otherwise the working class women were all in the factories, cotton mills, and
0: yeah. So of course, one of the main barriers to women cycling yeah. was their dress at the time, because so as you said. No trousers. They weren't yeah. wearing trousers suits. No jeans. Yeah. No leggings. No, so this it was is, all voluminous skirts. Um, this, you know. is,
1: this is like me in the
0: 70s with my flares. With your voluminous yeah. skirts. <laughs>
1: my massive flares in my bike. On your bicycle. Did you On have bicycle bike. clips? Uh, well, I did eventually have bicycle clips, but I do remember my flares getting caught in my bike chain over <laughs> and over again because it was like, this is the thing. And you know, all my friends' bike flares had big uh, sort of oily chain marks on because we we were there after the Victorians had sorted out bicycle wear the 70s came along you know 80 years later and it all started all over again but I know what these women went through because I was a child yeah, of the well searches. exactly <laughs> <laughs> I was a boy in post-war Britain so I know what the poor women's oppression was like
0: <laughs> and as you say it was a, a whole the dress yeah. reform yeah. was a movement that was happening at the same time there was as the whole bicycle there's a
1: whole movement called the rational dress movement
0: that's right and yeah. it was about you know uh, making clothes for women yeah, that so were the, practical so the
1: singer sewing machine had been patented and yeah. people could have singer sewing machines at home and women were drawing up these own their own designs they were making bloomers yeah. which is named after somebody called bloomer i discovered reading about this. oh i missed that yeah. That's interesting somebody in america called mrs bloomer i think invented the bloomers and they had um uh, gaiters and they had uh, knickerbockers and they would have skirts but with um Divided, uh, divided skirts, skirts yeah. that they could put on either side of the uh, crossbar or yeah. uh, they'd have um, things that were buttoned back together there were so many des- designs in fact the book I read um, Bikes and Bloomers they actually go to the trouble of remaking them and riding around demonstrating them in the sort of streets of Oxford or whatever uh, oh, in the modern age just to see how you I mean, have to sort of take your hat off to these women for the how enterprising they were to create the clothes, to make themselves free so they could get about on their bicycles.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this is the first wave of feminism. These were yeah. the dress reformists were middle-class women um, in and, and sort of concurrently in America and Britain. Yes. This was happening. In, it started sort of in the 1850s right through to the 1890s. Yes. And um, the idea being that, you know, women should be able to work, women should be able to move freely. Yeah. Um, you without, know, without men. You without know. threat of exposing their... <gasps> Yes. Undergarments.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and uh, but when the bicycle then came along, that really sped up the process because there was a real practical reason for pushing this. Yes. Forward then, but, um, but, but and these
1: clothes were scandalous. Some of them. I mean, so, so to walk, a woman walked into the White Horse in Dorking and was told she would not be allowed in because she was wearing these modern uh, clothes where you could see both her legs and they weren't hidden under petticoats and trussles Both. You can Both say, you've legs. got two legs. We've never known such a thing. A woman thing. has two legs. <laughs> yeah. It's and, not um, just a conjoined. <laughs> uh, there was a, a, a court case. Uh, the landlady of the, in Ockham, Surrey Hotel was taken to court by the um, CTC, I think that's the ladies' cycling club or something, for refusing to serve lunch to a woman cyclist, Mrs. Lady Harberton, because she was wearing knickerbockers. So there was a court case and the, and, the, and the landlady was acquitted. But the case was later celebrated as an important
0: milestone on women's road to emancipation. It's no, so right. important. There's a lovely book I found. Um, it's called Lady Cycling, which it does right. sound like a euphemism for PMT. No, Angela. Sorry, John. I can't, I'm sorry I bit your head off. I'm currently lady cycling, um, <laughs> but it's called Lady Cycling: What to Wear and How to Ride. And it right. was it was uh, by Miss F. J. Erskine. It was first published in 1897. Oh my god! And it's it's really fun. I love. There's a. It says for for park riding, we must have an artistically cut skirt artfully arranged to hang in even portions on either side of the saddle.
1: So two skirts, basically. So it wasn't just
0: about practicality. It was about looking symmetrical Uh, and, you know.
1: Yeah. uh,
0: And um, she said uh, some wise people say that corsets should be discarded for cycling. Uh, This is not correct. (laughs) So you can keep your corsets on, girls. If you're out having a bike ride on a Sunday, your corsets are fine. That's what Miss Erskine said um i think on that note john take a little break cycle around the block have a little yeah get on your bike and uh we'll come back we'll
1: come back and talk about what the attitudes were to the women out on their own and all the worries about what it did to women's health and all those things absolutely see you in a minute welcome back part two of we are history we are talking about women cyclists are you a cyclist angela
0: I am a cyclist, Are not you? so much now, um, uh, since I, I've got a car now. So, you oh, know, it's oh, easier. Mean. Not, <laughs> no. not the cyclist in the <laughs> used, gutter. When I lived in London, yeah. I cycled quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's a miracle I'm still here, really, a, to tell I the had tale. A, I
1: had an encounter with a London cabbie on my bike. And I, I had uh, he pulled right over and then he knocked me into the gutter. And I banged on his roof in an angry way as you're yeah. all hyped up when you're cycling. And he leapt out. And he grabbed me by the neck and he said, You touch my fucking cab again. I'm going to knock your fucking teeth out. But what he didn't know is that I'm a writer. And so I have words ready, the perfect word for this moment. So I just gathered up all my sort of power as a writer. I said, Do you know what you are? Do you know what you are? You're a nuisance. You yeah. Nuisance, him, John. I did. Well, and done. he, I mean, he must have been lying awake that night saying to his wife, Oh God, darling, this man called me a nuisance to <laughs> Yeah, I don't I
0: mean, know. I'm gonna uh, give up driving. I can't, I can't do I can't it. Anymore. Carry on.
1: So yeah, so I I don't you don't see him on the road anymore. Not after that. But uh yeah, I told my kids that they laughed at me a lot. Good. <laughs> but, well deserved. But yeah, so um, but uh do you know what I will say that cycling when I first moved to London was not at all fashionable. London um Uh, Alexis Sale talks about when he was first going to the comedy store he'd cycled he said it was one up from being homeless having a bicycle yeah he said it was empty and so I remember cycling around London and I'd be the only person at the traffic lights Uh, uh, I don't
0: think I've ever been alone at a set of traffic lights on a bike
1: in London and then after 7-7 it like doubled tripled when all the bombs went off in the tube. oh yeah but it was building anyway up to then and then it really took off but back then I was like oh it's a red light I'll go but now there's like I know because it was empty there was no other cyclists around and I thought, oh, I'm a bit of a rebel. But now I'm the complete opposite. I'm like, there's 20 of us. We have to all do the same thing. Yeah. We have to all wait at the red light. Because we're like a lorry if we all go Well, together. that's
0: it. When you get the big yeah. sort of, um, what's, the, what's the word for that? A convoy sort of thing. A convoy. A swarm. A swarm, of, word. I can't of, it a swarm of cyclists. Listen, yeah, yeah. Somebody will tweet us. I think you'll find the word you're looking now. for.
1: Um, um, yeah, so now I'm a militant stop at the red light cyclist. Glad to hear it. I've changed. I've I've lost my edge. <laughs>
0: Well, we, we've got, to, if we go back in time even further, John, to the 1890s. To further than my youth. We're in the 1890s. So women now, we've got the safety bicycle. Women are getting on their bike. Yep. They've got their bloomers and their knickerbockers So yep. and their divided skirts. Yeah. So they can get on their bike.
1: And men are disgusted by
0: this. And men are not happy no. about it. Um, There are lots of health concerns
1: right.
0: uh, about women riding bikes. Yes. Uh, because obviously, as we know, women are very frail. Well, Creatures, yes, And uh, it was felt that cycling could cause exhaustion, insomnia, heart palpitations, headaches, even depression oh uh, for women and their weak bodies. I've got a quote um, here.
1: Should women cycle? A medical view of the question warned women that they must remember they belong to a sex which for centuries has not been accustomed to prolonged ex- exercise in the open air. And therefore must act with that discretion and caution, which would often be quite unnecessary on a man's part. Well, something to think about there, Angela.
0: Yeah, women to that point just been lazy, right? <laughs> yes, I know, just been sitting around on the chaise long reading Jane Austen. <laughs> there was a, a British doctor called A. Shadwell um, who said that cycling as a fashionable craze has been attempted by people unfit for any exertion, like okay. meaning women, meaning women, yeah, obviously. And um, he is the person who is thought to have come up with the term. Bicycle face. Have you heard this? Oh, my God,
1: no. That sounds like bicycle a new, face. new insult.
0: I've read a few bits about this, but there's an article I read on Vox.com, which is really interesting. And then I, I just looked into it even more after that. Um, so bicycle face uh, was described in the Literary Digest in 1895 yes. as overexertion and the upright position on the wheel and the unconscious efforts to maintain one's balance tend to produce a wearied and exhausted bicycle They're face. saying resting bitch face, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> It's usually flushed, sometimes pale, often with lips more or less drawn and the beginning of dark shadows under the eyes and always with the expression of weariness. Now, I think that expression of weariness is less (laughs) likely to come from the cycling than it is to come from the men telling you about the cycling.
1: Yes, I think that's probably (laughs) it. Uh, I mean, women cycling through the, um, uh, the villages, they'd come out of London and go through the Surrey villages and stuff and they would have... Boys throwing stones at them, Mm. people chucking mud at them and Mm. shouting insults. It was, like, it was like your what you described in North Korea. It was yeah. uh, a great offence to people to well, see women being that, uh, what they would say is audacious and not uh, you know. Well taking... also there
0: was a sexual element to it. So not only yes. the physical health of women, it was yes. felt that riding a bike would, would harm. damage your virtue. What, what Would harm the reproductive health of yes. women. Yes. Which is ironic because we all know now it's the reproductive health of men that cycling has an right. effect yes, on indeed. way more than it does on women.
1: I do remember my brother telling me this joke when I was a kid Um, and it was, uh, which I didn't get at the time, but uh, he went, uh, two nuns cycling down the street and one of them says, you ever come this way before? And the one says, no, it must be the cobblestones. And, And I went, ha, 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 ha. And I didn't get it at all. But now it's playing to that old trope.
0: Yeah. Well, it was a genuine concern. Oh, yeah, yeah. genuine concern. A, a concern that doctors made up to put women in their place. Yes. Um, in the, the 1890s, that women riding bicycles um, was would teach them masturbation. Right. To women and girls. And I, for one, say hallelujah to that. <laughs> um, for me, it was the ropes at the gym. Anyway, okay. didn't uh, Riding astride anything was seen as too masculine for any proper woman. Yes. Um, and doctors, they wrote in detail in these medical journals about how the bicycle could be used for masturbation. Um, wow. They wrote about it in detail. I bet they did. I bet they did
1: pervs. I bet they had pictures of the the, the, the knickerbockers and the gaiters yeah. and all that yeah, yeah that was the that was the uh, that was the poor man's of the day I should think
0: there was a, a doctor in Berlin uh, Martin Mende yeah he uh, he said that if the interested individuals so desire it there is hardly a better opportunity for repeated and discreet masturbation oh really so uh, get on your bikes girls <laughs> <laughs> seeing Victoria Pendleton in a new light now <laughs> okay.
1: um, um, yeah, lawyers are ringing. Um, so yeah. um,
0: <laughs> so why were they so concerned? Why were they so concerned, these doctors, about the health of these poor women that they basically made up conditions? And it goes back to what we talked about before. They were concerned uh, because the suffrage movement had taken to cycling. Right. And that was threatening
1: yeah so the women so women were uh, uh, looking for political power but also the power to move independently of men to have agency to have absolutely. freedom absolutely
0: to be able to get from a to b to without men to be able to escape a
1: brothel was closed in Boston there was a, a local woman who was concerned for uh, the women of Boston saying, well, now the prostitutes might be able to cycle to their clients because yeah. <laughs> their bicycle. So the, uh, something like the League of Concern for Women or something, something dodgy.
0: The, the, so they, they were intrinsically linked, the yes. women's emancipation movement and cycling. And Susan B. Anthony, who um, was a famous women's rights activist in the US, uh, in 1895, she said, let me tell you what I think of bicycling. I think it's done more to emancipate women than anything else in the world. Oh, yes. I stand and rejoice every time I see a woman ride by on a wheel.
1: That was that quote I was searching oh, I for earlier. No, no, I was, I was mumbling it and <laughs> misremembering it. You've got the direct quote there. I want to read you um, this quote from Ada Erland, uh, writing in Bicycling News in 1893 about the uh, new clothes that women were wearing on their bikes. Of course, there will be a terrible outcry against it and an attempt will be made to denounce it as immodest. But time will work wonders. Perhaps in time, even, it will be understood that women should be judged by their lives and not by distinct
0: dress. Well, I, for one, look forward to that day.
1: <laughs> she says, all, being we upon do, us. all we can do now is persevere. That's 1893. We're
0: still waiting. <laughs>
1: yeah. I do
0: wonder, though, like what they would make of cycling shorts, these people <laughs> like for yeah, cycling yeah, shorts. Yeah.
1: Oh my God, all that bit in the um, Monty Python film where the guy guy is, uh, uh, I don't know, millions of females naked cyclists him, ch- chasing him off a cliff. Or is that, am I getting my images mixed up? I think up? that's a
0: dream you had, John. No, no, it's a bit of a Monty <laughs> Python film. It's like old
1: sexy men, old sexist men coming up with plots.
0: In the eighteen eighties and 1890s, women uh, were so involved in cycling, they actually became involved in the development of cycling, the actual sort wow. of engineering of cycling. Right. And um, from this Brilliant book I've got, Wheels of Change. There's a list of five women who in the 1880s and 1890s uh, invented things that changed cycling and actually were granted patents, um, which is pretty, you know, for that time is a pretty amazing thing. So there was uh, Kate Park from Chicago, Illinois. She invented a bicycle lock. Okay. In 1890, she said, my present invention has primarily for its object to provide an improved lock mechanism whereby bicycles may be locked to prevent them from being used without the owner's consent.
1: Yeah, not round here, I'll tell you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had Alice A. Bennett from Illinois. Uh, she invented a bicycle canopy in 1896. Um, okay, got one of them. Have you? Yeah, we've
1: got a little bit of plastic
0: over my bike out the front. Oh, to keep it dry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that's nice. right. It's exactly what it is. Uh, so it could be folded compactly for storage when not in use. And there we go. Um, so they are. You can Thanks, thank Alice. Alice for that. Thanks, Alice. Uh, Mary F. Henderson, she invented a comfortable bicycle saddle. Got one of them. Um, the object of the present invention is to provide a cushioned seat supported by a saddle frame, which will secure comfort and safety for the rider. Oh. So you can, yeah. There Does we that go. split
1: and get a bit of wet in? And then when you get on your bike, you get wet bum? And I'll
0: put a carrier bag over mine. I've got a shower caps nicked from hotels. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> borrowed, borrowed from hotels. Uh, Sarah C. Claggett from Maryland. Uh, a bicycle skirt fastener. Have you got one of those? Oh, I have got one of those. Yeah, Good. I'm wearing, nice it, I'm wearing it at the moment, Andrew. If you <laughs> 1897. Um, cheap, simple, and effective means for holding down the skirt of a lady's dress while riding the bicycle. Okay. And then finally, uh, in 1899, we had Agnes Amos and Maud A. Paulinson from North Dakota, and they came up with an invention to construct a combination stand and lock for bicycles.
1: Well, there we are.
0: Yeah, to stop it them being That's good. Uh, the mother
1: is uh, necessity is the mother of invention. There. Absolutely, Not the but these were women Not in the, the 1890s. The mother invention.
0: The mother of invention. The mother of invention. Yeah. Absolutely. Not all women were so pro cycling, and in fact, some. That would describe themselves as feminists were also anti cyclists. Yes, uh, there was famously in 1896 Charlotte Smith, who was a feminist. Um, She had been fighting hard for the rights of female workers. She was known as a campaign for the rights of women in industry. Um, Yet she described the bicycle as the devil's advance agent morally and physically in thousands of instances. My God. She felt it was indecent and vulgar. Um, Now, this is a woman who was really involved in emancipation. She founded the Women's National Industrial League in the US. She used to edit periodicals um, entitled Working Women and Woman Inventor. She led the US Patent Office to issue the first ever- a list of female patent holders. That's cool. Yet she still felt it was immoral.
1: That's weird. And I read a thing about uh, how the um, uh, the movement was split, and that the the moderates uh, who are like sort of trying to say it's okay to cycle, these women were going, "It's good cycling. It actually increases a woman's uh, fertility and helps her have childbirth <laughs> later." And the and the sort of more radicals were going, "No, that's not the point. point. It's not yeah. about our fertility, you idiots." And then some of them were going. Um, Women were racing, taking part in races, and right. the, the the moderate women were going. Oh, that's going too far. That is unladylike to take part in races. Yeah, so the, yeah there's so that, a line. To the, that, exactly, doing. there were all these spec. On the, there was a big spectrum of how sort of radical you were. So some would say yeah. it's okay to cycle out with your husband, and others were going, "Let's go racing." in yeah, put our on a of, suit. Put on a suit. Go you racing. Put on a man's suit and, yeah, and go racing. Be a lesbian. You know. <laughs>
0: While you're there, draw a tash on. <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. A few of, yeah. So yeah, um, old Charlotte Smith was. Um, she was very, I say, proactive in, in women's yeah. rights. Uh, one of my favourite stories, she said that she would bash a man over the head with her umbrella if she ever saw him annoying a woman. Okay. And then she said she estimated she destroyed 5,000 umbrellas in the process. Oh, my God, fantastic. Because <laughs> it, sort
1: of, it was associated with women who were perhaps a little loose in their morals. Yes. We've got a cartoon here from Punch. Oh, yes, uh, I've seen you that. you got that? Yes, I it's have. like, oh, mama is a woman cycling and there's a, there's a mother and daughter watching. And it says, uh, oh, mama, I must learn bicycling. So delightful to go at such a pace. And the mother severely. No, thank you. You are quite fast enough already. Fast inverted oh, commas, really? meaning. Slagged. Slag, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the the insinuation that yeah. um, uh, women who did it were a little bit uh, easy. Yeah.
0: There was also a punch cartoon. From 1895. No,
1: that, is course. it as funny as that
0: one? No, of course. <laughs> it, was, it was called The Bicycle Suit. And um, I haven't actually got it in front of me, otherwise I would read out what it said. But it's basically about a woman wearing a bicycle suit yes. despite not even having a bicycle.
1: Ah, God, I they've know, gone disgusting. too far this time. I've got a quote here. Can I read you a little bit of yes, Jerome K. Jerome? This is from a bu- uh, book I took out from the library, Humours of Cycling. And uh, I love Jerome K. Jerome and his um, uh, Three Men in a Boat, but I'm afraid his the sexual politics of this is not quite uh uh, survived as well as his other other writing every woman in london apparently is learning to ride the bicycle the streets and parks echo to the cries of i'm going i'm going hold me back you're all right i've got you oh don't leave me i can't yes you can mind the curb don't look at your feet you can you can't fall oh dear what's happened it's all right there you are i knew it Oh, no, that's nothing. You'll get used to that. Jump up. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a man teaching a woman to ride. Always in Battersea Park for some reason. They always seem to be set in Battersea Park. These right, these cycling stories. Uh, and it was a whole problem of women. Uh, whole, a problem of uh, women going off with men instructors who were putting their arms around their waist, guiding the oh, it's, their it's backs. It's like
0: being in the bar being taught to play pool, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly. That- <laughs> it's <that thing>. so <laughs> I'll show you how sh- to hold yeah, the cue. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's all that.
0: Hello, I'm Ross Taylor with news of Oh God, What Now?, the politics podcast that's never going to leave its voter ID at home. On Friday's show, it's six months until the US election and Donald Trump is stuck sitting on trial in a New York courthouse. Is he bulletproof or can Joe Biden turn around the polls? In the second half, it's local elections week, but we've steadily taken power away from local authorities. What if we gave it back? And in the extra bit for supporters, is there a right level of ruthlessness in politics? That's Oh God, What Now? With me, Ros Taylor, Raphael Bear, Hannah Fern, guest Nikki McCann-Ramirez, out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Well, luckily, luckily, in uh, 1895... Yes. Uh, New York world publication in, in America. Yeah. uh, They realized that some guidelines needed to be put down. You know, it's all very well. These women get on their bikes and cycling, wearing their men's clothes. Yeah. But let's just have some bloody rules. Absolutely. And a bit of uh, a bit of (laughs) dignity in there. And um, they published in 1895, 41 rules for women cyclists. Oh my and God. Look these up, people. I don't think we've got time to go through all 41, but they are incredible. The first rule you've got 41 rules. 41 right? is a that's nice round number. Number one, you think like you're going to something nice and specific. Uh, don't forget uh, to you know. lock your bike. Number one, don't be a fright. Oh God. The, the, you don't want to be a fright. Though, do don't you? be a fright. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't yeah, cycle uh, dressed <laughs> as a ghost or don't. <laughs> don't don't be afraid. fright. Um, so, I mean, there's some great ones. There's uh, don't wear tight garters. Don't forget your tool bag. Okay.
1: Well, that's which, a good one. That's a
0: practical one. That's what I call my boyfriend. Um, Hi, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, this one, don't boast of your long rides. Terribly. Okay. terribly. Oh, God, that's
1: like now. It's like yeah. everyone uh, Instagramming You've the You've done a f- marathon. Map. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Most
0: so I can get behind that one. Some yeah, of these yeah. I can get behind. That one I can. Uh, this one, um, I, I, I can get behind. Don't refuse assistance up a hill.
1: Okay. No, yes. I'm with them on that. Yeah. yeah I can, uh,
0: uh, this one, <laughs> don't wear laced boots. They are tiresome. Not dangerous. This is fashion advice.
1: <laughs> tiresome. They're <Okay. laughs> just
0: tiresome. Okay. Just in this list of rules, just, just sneaking sneaking up. a little bit they, of I think they were just, advice.
1: everyone was shouting it out at the meeting. They said, instead of someone going, should we just write down the best five? They went, we're, <laughs> we're going to put them all down. And somebody's job was to edit them down and it didn't happen.
0: Got in there, of course, don't cultivate a bicycle face. Uh, don't wear loud hued leggings. Now, I, for oh. one, would like to implement that <laughs> in many places in the UK. Loud hued? Hued, H U E D. So, I guess, brightly coloured. Okay. So, I, I suppose leggings hued. were your bloomers and your knickerbockers yeah. yeah. and all. Don't draw that. attention to them with the colours, I suppose. Exactly. Keep Whereas them nice and plain. As now, high vis vests on bikes. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Um, this one, I'm not entirely sure it's relevant. Uh, don't wear a garden party hat with bloomers.
1: No, that is, a I mean, rule. I that, that is a rule, actually. speaks for itself, yeah, yeah. doesn't it,
0: really? I, I don't think they need to put that in. Um, don't chew gum. It says exercise okay. your jaws in private.
1: Okay, well, I'm with that.
0: <laughs> uh, this is my my absolute favourite of all 41 of them. It's, don't ask, what do you think of my bloomers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, is, that was an issue of the day, was it?
0: Which I'm glad they've told me that because that's always my opening gambit cool. when I meet someone new. Hello, it's I'm good. Angela. What do you think of my bloomers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard you say it on more than one occasion.
0: Yeah, don't scream if you meet a cow.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't scream if you meet a cow. That is a rule for life, isn't it? Really? <laughs> don't,
0: don't scream if you meet a cow.
1: Forty-one <laughs> rules. I Forty- stand by. So, must you think before the Ten Commandments? There were forty-one, and the forty-one. Bible writer oh, there's said, more, John, "Let's get the numbers down."
0: There's more. Let, let me do. I like this one. Don't let. Oh, excuse me. Don't let your golden hair be hanging down your back. Okay. Presumably, if you're a brunette, that's fine. Let it no, hang away. Yeah, yeah. If you've got golden, golden hair. hair. Keep it. That's, that's um, too much. Don't scratch a match on the seat of your bloomers. Uh, we, oh, okay. Could you light a match with the seat of your bloomers? I'd like to give that a try. I would. Uh-huh. Uh, don't, they're obsessed with you talking about your bloomers. Don't discuss bloomers with every man you know. Now, see, this is bloomers. <laughs> they're basically, it's the bloomers, you know, I, well, we should
1: emphasize are not sort of like knickers. They're a bit more sort of significant. It's down to the knees, yeah, down or the knees, gathered yeah. in the yeah, knees, yeah, puffy yeah.
0: kind of. Yeah. Um, don't ignore the laws of the road just because you are a woman. Yes, <laughs> I, which I, I I need to learn that really. Um, don't try to ride in your brother's clothes to see how it feels.
1: Okay, we're getting yeah. Which, uh,
0: I'd like to apologise to my brother Phil. For, uh, <laughs> any, uh, and uh, don't appear to don't appear to be up on records and record smashing because that is sporty.
1: Yeah, see, it's women, sporty, women clearly. Yes. Bad. So, uh, if you are interested in this general area of uh, uh, suffrage and sport, um, a good friend of mine, Jenny Landreth, has written a book about the swimming. Swimming, suffragettes yes. And the women, it's called Swell, and that's about the breakthrough that women had to make on the on the front of swimming about uh, being in costumes. Can you imagine? Because you know, it started off with whole bathing houses having to be lowered down to the sea's edge to tip into the water, and how hard it was for women to get access to pools and access to. Um, uh, places where they could, you know, be uh, wearing big, heavy woolen swimming costumes—that's a whole other area. But it's sort of parallel to this, I think, that women were having to fight uh, for the right to swim. Uh, that's apropos of nothing, but it's another interesting book if you uh yeah, if you Jenny Landry, so yeah, she's a good egg. Yeah. Um, I want to read you out a letter to the Daily Mail about that case I said about the White Horse Hotel in Dorking, which had banned a woman cyclist. This is a letter to the Daily Mail. Who'd have thought it, though? (laughs) To the proprietor of the White Horse, Dorking, earns the thanks of all lady cyclists for his plucky stand he has taken. We now know where we can take our sisters and other people's sisters without fear of being sickened by the sight of these middle-sex women who are neither true ladies nor true gentlemen. Three (gasps) cheers for him. So it, wow. it aroused very, very fierce uh, anger in people. And the mm. uh, Cambridge University students burnt an effigy of a female cyclist. They were so outraged at the, um, you know, the the, the the audacity of women appearing out and about, you know, without independently a without a man in what looked like trousers. They, they went. They'd gone too far, Angela. and I've, yes. I've got to say, and I for one, think- I for one think, you know. I don't mind, <laughs> but, <laughs> but
0: we say that, John. But you know, here we are now in 2019. Yeah. Um, as I say, North Korea only made well. Well, cycling was banned until 2012. In 2013, the ban was reintroduced. Oh no! But apparently, it's widely ignored. Okay. Now, and um, can
1: tell me that I bet you, in other parts of the world, it's still frowned upon, is it?
0: Oh yeah, Saudi Arabia. Oh god. Um, women have been allowed to ride bicycles in Saudi Arabia since 2013. Wow. Uh, However, uh, there was uh, last year the first um, women's cycling race in Saudi Arabia. This is in 2018. And people went mad. Wow. (laughs) Angry, angry. Um, They were allowed to compete in a race. It was held in the city of Jeddah, which is apparently quite a a popular cycling city for for men. 47 women competed in the 10-kilometer race. Uh, which was organised by Be Active, which is a group bringing together women cyclists in Saudi Arabia, Uh, social media went mad. Angry. Angry, angry. There's one uh, Twitter user said, I'm not a religious cleric, but a woman can be seductive and get on a bicycle reveals all her attractive parts to men. I would like to say to him, if you can't control yourself, (laughs) when a woman gets on a bike, you should probably stay at home. Yeah. If a woman wants to ride a bike, she must do that by herself and not in public nor in front of people. I think in private, in their house, round around the
1: kitchen is probably what they're Yeah, it's the best about. place to cycle, isn't ran it? Around. They've got an island in their kitchen. You know, yeah, and then you
0: the- can do the tea while you're doing it. <laughs> um, another user said women's sports are needed, but within limits and not in front of men. I've, I've just suddenly had a wave of depression. Oh, no, no, what's <laughs> so depressing
1: is that these things that were battles that were fought in the UK in the 1890s uh, and America in the 1890s are still being fought around the world today. Yeah. and and it's not a straightforward graph. The emancipation of women and all fights for liberty and justice are not a straightforward graph. There's there's always setbacks, and there'd be people now who would be happy to put uh you know get women off the road, and just as we saw in Iran. You know, before the revolution, women were were much freer and then the um, Iranian revolution comes along and women are sort of not allowed to yeah. wear makeup. And Iran makeup. is one of those places uh,
0: now where uh, women are banned for cycling in um, certain cities. In Iran, uh, there's a, a city called Isfahan, and it's known as the city of bicycles, um, unless you're a woman. <laughs>
1: okay. It even
0: has a sort of Boris bike-style bike-sharing system. Oh, my God. But, but not for women. Um, so
1: much work still to be done. The, the, the revolution... Has oh, not, beautifully
0: has not done. The wheel has not completely turned. turned.
1: The battle continues.
0: It does. And uh, on that note. I think we should say thank you to those pioneer women. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, I, I'll, I'll try to remember that you did this for us when I'm trying to get up a hill on <laughs> yes, my bike yes. and swearing at it and yeah. wishing that I'd taken yeah. the car.
1: And, I will think of those women. And good luck to the women of Iran and Korea and, and Saudi Arabia, Arabia and Pakistan are still, who are still struggling
0: be allowed to cycle
1: you've been listening to We Are History
0: yes please go please go to iTunes and rate us five so stars preferably if, if you're not going to rate us five stars then,
1: then if don't. you're in Saudi Arabia one star obviously yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah you can contact us on We Are History Pod on, on Twitter. Twitter
0: yeah uh, that's where we lurk mostly I think on Twitter's yeah. probably the best place to get us yeah and, and
1: uh, we're uh, one uh, episode every week we hope and uh, you know get contact suggest some
0: more subjects Absolutely, thank you, John. It's been fun. Thank, thank you to Spike, our producer. Thank, thank you, producer Spike. Spike.
1: And uh, we'll see you next time on We Are History. We will. On our bikes. Bye.
0: Bye.